This is your host, Natalie Allport, former national team athlete and entrepreneur, and welcome to the All In Podcast, where I share stories, interviews, and advice with the goal of helping you go all in. Happy Thursday, everyone, and thanks again for tuning into the live this week. We are going to be having on Charles Clark, a world-class sprinter. He was actually sixth fastest man in the world, and then he had a, I believe, a 99% tear in his right quad, which is a devastating injury as a sprinter, and he bounced back from that and now is a motivational speaker and shares a lot on motivation and different topics, so I'm really excited to have him on. I see he's in here, so going to get him right at it, and we're going to get right into this. What's up? Hey! <laughs> How's it going? Pretty good. How you doing? Not too bad. Just adjusting the camera here. Perfect. Hey, thanks for having me on your show. I appreciate it. No, thanks so much for coming on. I'm so excited. Like, I, I actually had it written down that I wanted to mention this in the first place, but that I, you've been like a positive light throughout the quarantine with what you're sharing. You've kept a positive mindset since the get-go. And um, that's one of the questions I wanted to ask you and just might as well kick it off with that is how have you kept this positive mindset with everything going on and what's your life been like the past six months? Oh, man. Well, I recently got married. And uh, so we got married in the, awesome. in the midst of pretty much going to see the pandemic, uh, February 15th. And so well, you know, I, I guess I was on a, on a high horse from that, uh, you know, to really get the opportunity to slow down and, you know, be intentional. But, you know, I, that's really a tough question because I, I think everyone has experienced some form of like, all right, what am I supposed to be doing now that, you know, somebody might have been laid off or, you know, now I got a little extra time to be at home and to think for, for a moment. And for me, that I think it, for me, it gave me a lot of more clarity on how I want to be pursuing my life. Um, so I think, you know, in the midst of trouble, we, we can't have, um, we can't have hope, you know, um, ob- objective, uh, you know, that, that's all objective, you know, like the way you think and the, the way you choose to look at things. So, you know, you can always see the good in something. I was, I was talking with my friend uh, yesterday. I was like, well, you know, what's the difference between someone who walks in a room and that person says, hey, this room stinks. And then someone else walks <laughs> in the room and says, this, 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 this room smells incredible. What kind of incense are you using? It's the perspective will help you in, in all of that. So, you know, as we all are navigating through this all, I mean, just have perspective, you know, shift your perspective. Can we dwell on a negative? Yeah, we can. But what is that really going to solve? We're still going to have to go through it, right? And if I'm going to yeah. go through something, I'm, I might as well grow through it faster. No, I love that. That's a great mindset. And I think that's, that's been something I've been trying to share as well since day one and even like clients in my business and things like that. It's like control yeah. what you can, which essentially is your mindset. Because right. there's so many things going on this year that are outside of our control. And so if you can just control what's going on in here in our minds, keep that positive mindset and, you know, ignore, not ignore the rest, but just kind of deal with it as fast as we can, then I think you're, you're going to be in a good place. Yeah, yeah. Like, go, go through the process. Like, we all had to go through this process. And, uh, you know, sometimes you don't know what that process looks like, but you have to go through it, you know. Um, and I think you it's much better when you're not resistant to change, right? Like when you go with change, things begin to, to change, to change with you, right? Like instead of, I mean, you either you're dying or you're growing. So either, either way, you got to choose which one you want to go with, right? Yeah, no, totally. So I want to go back and like, just dive a little bit into your story before we go more into motivation and these types of things. And um, I know, like, I, I was reading your story on your website. And I've seen your story from the posts that you've shared. And you were sixth fastest on earth. And and then you had this, this devastating injury, the 99% tear in your quad, which I can only imagine the pain. I know in snowboarding, I had a ton of injuries, but that's that sounds like a really bad one. So to walk yeah. me through that process and how it led you to what you're doing now. Well, let me, let me bring you to the moment right now. Um, and I hope this brings a lot of hope for people listening who are going through something. Uh, I had, a, had someone reach out to me on my birthday. And he said to me, he said, Charles, I'm so thankful that you had that injury. Because if you didn't have that injury, I, I wouldn't have been impacted on the level that you have impacted me on. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. So even in the midst of pain, it could, it could bring out the best in you. And 
when I first went through that pain, you know, suffering a debilitating injury, um, moving back at home, my mom, trying to figure out my life, me and my dog traveling all the way from Tallahassee, <laughs> Florida to Virginia Beach. And, you know, I, at that point, I was, you know, I was thinking I'm, I'm a top 1% of athletes in the world, and now I can't even stand on my own two feet. You get wrecked. You get wrecked by life, and you question things. And I think maybe some people think, like, you know, find your why. It's not finding a reason why something bad happened to you, right, or, or finding a <laughs> reason why, you know, you, you had you got laid off from your job or, you know, that person broke up with you. That's not finding your, the why. And when, when I found my why in, in the midst of all of those things, I, you know, and even before that, my friends, we would meet up. And whenever that conversation would come up, like, Charles, what you doing with your life? I would literally try to run to the bathroom because I didn't want to deal with it. And, uh, <laughs> and so I, I, I'll never forget that day. I was on the stage at my alma mater, and then the, uh, this teenage girl, she came up to me, and she was crying. And she says, listen, I don't want to take any photos. I don't want your autograph. But I want to let you know what you said on that stage. It completely changed my life. Because I felt like killing myself today. But you made me want to live my dream. And wow. I was like, yo, like, how can she see something that, like that inside of me? Somebody who's, who's going through pain right now. I'm, and I'm thinking, in order for me to be respected and appreciated, I have to have success. I got to have the gold medal. So many I feel athletes, felt the same way. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so many athletes believe, like, if, I, if I'm ever going to make something of myself, I have to be extraordinarily successful i have to attain something but your why is different than that and when she told me that she made me realize like it's bigger than you charles at the edge of a high school auditorium stage she realized that if i can put other people first and make myself second this is greater than any gold medal and, you know i know some athletes yeah. might be watching this right now you, you still might be in the sport i'm, I'm saying to you it, yeah you can still win you know there's nothing wrong with wanting to win but put your why in front of that reason of why you want to win. And when you do that, when you lose, you know, when you're not having a good season or you have an injury and you got to do the rehab all over again, that why is going to keep you, you know, that, that why is going to sustain you and, and you, you'll come out of it stronger because we're not going to be athletes forever. We're going to transition. Yeah. And, and what are you going to put in the forefront then? Oh, that, that hit me hard because it's been something that I've been coming to terms with. And um, yeah. that's, that's going to lead me into a, a question I even, that I have, I, that I've been wanting to ask you. And, um, but that, that hit me hard that you don't have to have the gold medal. I know growing up for me, I had this big dream and it was going to the Olympics and achieving all these things. And I had this, yeah. this why behind it. I was like, I'm going to, every, every time I was having these struggles, when I was out until, you know, from 7am till 9pm training, yeah. I was like, this is a story I'm going to tell other people when I make it. But it was like, not until I make that gold medal and do I have right. the right to share it? And so when yeah. I did retire and I went through my injuries and I stepped out of the sport, I went, mm -hmm. I think it made the depression and the transition that much harder because yeah. I was like, I can't tell my story until I'm at this level, but it's mm -hmm. taken me until, you know, it's been five years since I've re been yeah. retired. It's taken me till this quarantine to realize, no, like I can share my story and, and right. getting messages like, like you have, that's, that's so powerful. It's like, oh my gosh, like yeah. you can make an impact and you don't have to have the gold medal before you, you do it. You don't have to wait. Like, no. And like, like, yo, like, once I gravitated to that idea, my life began to change. And it is also what's so important for you to do is you have to embrace where you're at. You know, that's, that's how you connect with people in an authentic way. If you don't love where you're at, you can't get to the next place. I, I never forget, I was watching this video of this man who had proposed to his girlfriend at, at uh, KFC. And everybody <laughs> was like making fun of him. They, you know, how, who, who proposes to his girlfriend at KFC? I mean, men are so cheap these days. I was listening to all of that. And, and, but then if you scroll down a little longer, there were some comments that, that, that said this, hey, I want to take care of your entire wedding. And, and their mm -hmm. entire wedding was taken care of. The suits, the, the wedding dress, the rings worth over $45,000. This is a true story. All yeah. those things were taken care of. And the reason why, uh, even though he had a, a KFC budget, right, <laughs> he, he loved where he was at. 
and that's that's the power of loving where you're at. When you love where you're at, you're gonna attract where you want to go, right? Uh, and yeah. and in in the midst of like all the all everything's going on crazy, but yo, love where you're at, love where you're at, appreciate it, embrace that, have have the right mindset to look at the good and things, and and that's that's a purposeful life to me. Oh, I love that story. That's so cool. And it's so true. When you project the, the, the state that you're at and you share your journey, all of a sudden connections start happening. But if you don't put it yeah. out there, these connections don't, they don't happen. Right, right. So true. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, even just going back, it's important for if you're currently an athlete in your sport, like don't wait to speak about some of the, the positives and the negatives of the things that you're going through, because it can help so many athletes. That's something that I wish I did was, yeah. you know, now going back, I talk about some more of the struggles. But back then, I wish I shared even more of those behind the scenes, because I know it would have connected with those that had that I had the attention on me then. And so right. I think it's so important. It'll build a bigger brand base and future for you in sport if you start sharing those things earlier. Yeah, don't don't try to mask your pain, you know, uh, pain, pain propels purpose, right? And so if you have anxiety, talk about that anxiety. You know, if you, you throw up before a race, you know, talk about that. <laughs> you know, if, if you just feel like you're always competing with somebody and comparison is a thing for you, talk about that. That opens up a conversation for people to identify with you and, and to be like, hey, I, I understand too. And so you build a community that way. Yeah, no, I, I love that. Um, I know that you, you've stated on your website when you first got into speaking, you struggled with fully opening up. You were you were doing this speaking and you were doing kind of some surface level conversations. And like like yeah. I mentioned, that's kind of how I felt as well during my transition until it's right. been this year that I furthered. How like what were those first conversations that you were having that were surface level? How did you make the transition? And then what was it that you went deeper into? You know when it was very surface level because no one knew where I was at. Right. And, you know, I know it's a battle between like, all right, when do you begin to share those things? And or do you share it when you're in the middle of it or you share it when you come out? But I, I believe in the, in the power of vulnerability and how that that's, you're able to connect with people. And, you know, what, what I was truly doing at that time was I was just giving people the watered down version of, of motivation and success like, hey, you can do it, like type of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not gonna know about all of my story. I'll just tell you about the success. And when I was doing that, you know, I was, I was, I was living a life. I was, I was projecting a life that. I, sorry about that. I was, I was projecting. A, oh, a life that I didn't believe in. I don't know. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. We're good. Uh, okay, cool. Oh. Yeah, so like, you know, in, in, in the middle of that, I was uh, projecting a life that I didn't believe in, like of, of winning, of having, you know, just, just like, be successful. That's what all it really is about. <laughs> you know, right. So, I, know, I know the feeling. Right, like we want to, we want to project success, success, success. But what about what you're going through right now? What, what about the middle of that? Like, what about your pain? And I didn't share that part. Um, and uh, the moment I started to like open up, I, I let people know. I said, "I'm afraid. I'm afraid of judgment. I'm afraid mm -hmm. what people are gonna th want to think about me if they knew I went from being a top one, one percent of athletes in the world to now living at home with my mom. I'm a, I'm afraid of that. I got real, and when I got real with people, that's when they opened up." You know, mm -hmm. and, and that's your that's your gateway. Like your pain is your gateway for people to to um, is not to sympathize with you, uh, but it's for them to realize something within themselves that they, too, can overcome these things. And I started to, like, just open up about that. And next thing you know, it I found myself moving out of moving out of my mom's house and literally you know, tapping on, on, on the map and saying, I want to move to Tampa. Never visited Tampa before. <laughs> uh, and I started my business here uh, and, I, and I was doing it full time. And it was an incredible experience. I part, started putting on my own events, my retreats about how you can escape your fear and live in your power, um, these thrive experiences. And I started to travel around the world speaking and, and people wanted to know, not about my success, all, you know, all of that success, but 
hey, what about your, your struggle? Can you talk about your struggle? Because if you can, you know, relate those two things because you, you got to endure struggle. You got to have struggle in your life to get to success, right? Like it, success doesn't just happen like automatically. And I think we live in a society where they, they make us believe that, hey, success is super easy, but you're going to go through some struggle. And when I started to reveal that struggle with people and how I got out of it, that's when things changed for me. That's when I was able to make, make more money than what, I'm, what I did in track and field um, and just be happy with, with, with my life, man. And so I, I really enjoy, I enjoy being vulnerable and, and being real with people. Yeah, I think once you, you first get out there and you start being vulnerable, it makes it easier to keep doing it. And I think yeah. that's something that, that might hold people back. Is there something that you've experienced just with your speaking or people that you've worked with one-on-one -on -one that you find holds people back from initially stepping into that vulnerability? Uh, it's fear, you know? Um, fear is the biggest thing that stops everyone <laughs> from living yeah. true, to, true to themselves. And, you know, I was just talking about this yesterday, like every, everybody wants to like say, oh, I, I feared, I said, I fear judgment, right? And I, I really discovered the root cause of what I really feared. Uh, so some people say I fear judgment, I, I fear success, I fear failure, all those things. But really fear is rooted in the fear of understanding your power, your true power and living in your truth, right? So I, I think, we always, I think it's fear of that and also pride, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So like, so I know like for me, because I fear judgment, that, that ties to more than just, you know, losing or losing a race. That ties to me going to the dentist and me figuring out, I hate the, now, now the dentist know I have a cavity, right? Or, you know, I'm, I'm going to the hospital. And, oh, now the doctor knows like, yeah, he, he had high blood pressure or something. You know, I don't, I don't want to be figured out like I'm not perfect yet, essentially. <laughs> and so that's a pride <laughs> issue. And so most of the time when, when people are, are dealing with fear, it's an issue with pride and not understanding their power. Like, can right. you relate to that, like, in any way? Oh, totally. I think, like, we all have these fears of judgment and we all want to, like, just be, like, hard-headed, determined, and we're going to achieve yeah. this success and that's it, we did it. And, and yeah. that's the end of the story. But no, I think, I think it's, that's tough because the more that other people around us don't open up to those things, the, the less that we're likely to, because we don't see it. And we're like, okay, we can't be vulnerable because no one else around right. us is. So that's why I think it's so important. Like, for example, for you, that you saw as you opened up, other people opened up around you. Yeah. And you know, and as men, it's really tough too, because mm. I think um, society wants us to be strong and or maybe we're raised that way to be, don't cry. You know, what's wrong with you? If you, you're crying, man, be strong, you know. And so we're made to to always have it right, you know, and and men don't. And, you know, the crazy thing is, like, as men, we could all be going through the same thing at the same time and nobody is talking about it. Right. Right. And like, so we got to open up. We got to be real. We got to let people in on our lives uh, because yeah, that, that's the thing that's going to create change. That's the part of the process. Yeah. Oh no, that's, that's such a good point. And of course I can't speak from the male perspective, but yeah. from I, I'm someone who has a lot of male friends and just ch chatting with my boyfriend and I'm always like, why don't you guys share more of these things with each other? <laughs> just, I was like, it just wow. is weird. I was like, why you guys should be having these conversations. I feel like that person probably has gone through it. If you told them this, but it just doesn't happen right yeah it's a real thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I, I like to like always just talk a little bit with everyone that I have on um, about the power of social media so I just have one quick question about it for you but how has it impacted the ability for you to share your story because I feel like a lot of athletes when they retired a long time ago they would never have this this platform to then go and share their experiences and their stories um, because yeah. you know maybe the the news coverage isn't on them anymore or um, the TV isn't covering them and they kind of go back into the you know into silence so how has that impacted your ability to you know build your brand and improve your platform and change people's lives uh, you know this, this is a digital age you know everyone's a, a fingertip away <laughs> from being reached <laughs> and impacted uh, and so it, it gives me an opportunity to not wait, you know, not wait to a big event 
um, not wait to a conference or um, just just to to open up my phone and just be real with people and connect. So I think as far as that, like that's that's what it gives us the power to do. But you got to make sure you're using your power right. You know, um, make sure it's it's not superficial and you know it's not for the likes. It's not for to seek validation through a, a, a social media, but let your heart be in the right place with this, you know, because we are influencing people and they're watching us. They're watching everything. And, and what you choose to display is what they're going to gravitate to. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure we're not toxic in our behavior. Somebody give me some hearts there. Yeah. So like we, we gotta be, we gotta be cautious of that. You gotta know yourself. That's why I said, you gotta know yourself. You don't know who you are. So why are you trying to share something? Right. You got to know who you are so that when you when you do share, it's 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 not just what you think is right, but it's what is right. And it's what what the people need. I'm so glad that you said that, because I start off even if I come in and consult with people, say athletes on how they can use social media. Oh, we start with self-awareness because what comes from a place of of not that otherwise they're going to be like, well, that athlete's posting this. So I should be doing the same or this person's it's like. Play your own game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So true. Yeah, that's so important. So your your brand is all about thriving. Like that's literally the name yeah. of the Thrive Planner, the Thrive Events. What are maybe like five things that you find people are being held back by, maybe limiting beliefs or things like that that stops them from thriving? That's a great question. Um, I think what stops people from from thriving and living in survival mode is that they won't accept the process. And like, and that simply means like, it could mean one or a couple of things, but just for time's sake, you're not committed to the timeline that it takes, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not your timeline that you make up, but it's, it's whatever time the process is that it's gonna take for you to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, because the, the process doesn't care how long it takes, it cares that you're, you're built to last, right? And so like, we gotta be built by the process. Uh, so time is a, a big thing and not willing to submit to that idea. Um, I, I think um, uh, another thing is, is mindset, the mental, mental toughness. Uh, I think, you know, when you're going through something in, completely new that you start to write down all of these ideas of like what it's going to take for you to get there, these goals, these tasks, and then you get overwhelmed. And so that stops you and that creates procrastination and that assassinates everything else. Uh, so I, I think that's a big one, um, the mindset. Uh, an- another thing is, is the fear aspect of, of the unknown and, and stepping into something new. Um, all of these are kind of like, you know, connected together, but a purpose will be another one, not understanding who you are and our design for purpose is that we can turn anything to a masterpiece, right? Like that's that's our design. And it doesn't mean that it's gonna be perfect, but it means it's gonna it's gonna work out regardless of if you fail at this, that failure is gonna teach you something else. And by you continuously uh, pursuing what it is you feel like you're called to do, it'll bring new things to your life. Uh, so understanding purpose is a, is a big thing. Um, that's number four, right? And I think, um, I don't know. I think trying, uh, trying, trying is, is stopping them. Yeah. They think we, we, we need to have all the pieces figured out. That's not true. I say that, that clarity is, is not what most people think. Clarity is simply a, a bite size of information. Kind of like I think about Oprah Winfrey and how she went from being a, a, news, a news anchor on a show to getting fired from that and to running her own empire. She didn't have a lot of information in between that time, in between that switch. It was just a bite-sized information. And so we got to be willing to, to go with that bite, just that little bit, because that little mm-hmm. bit will unfold to a lot of bit of something else. And, but we got to be willing to, to just submit to that idea of like, this is all I got. And what the, the little I have, I'm willing to, to move with it. Yeah, I love what you said about purpose, because looking back, a lot of people might say, like, for example, with your athletic career story, and even for mine, in the Olympics, it's like, people will say, okay, 
that was a failure and now put it in a box. There's a different thing. And it's like, your yeah, purpose yeah. is bigger than that. That is just a stepping stone. I don't look at that right. as necessarily a failure. All the experiences I learned there are what has led me to what I'm doing now. Do you look at your career and your journey the same way? Yeah, I do. It's, it's, it's easy to want to detach yourself from something that you're not doing anymore, though, as a, you know, mm -hmm. as a professional athlete, you, you don't want to associate it with it, especially if you didn't have um, the end that you wanted to have. Let me just leave that over there. Let me go. This is the new me over here. Like, no, nah. <laughs> like with, with purpose, it's all, it all connects together, you know? Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, and then the things I talk about in my retreat is that we all have life assignments and those life assignments, it's, it's these little things that builds up to big moments. And so and when I think about all the things I've been through during the midst of, of my, my devastating injury, I went, I moved back at home. I started a nonprofit. I ended up learning how to do photography, doing um, really like professional photography for, for sports. And then I ended up branding myself with uh, photography and developing websites. How did I know, little did I know, that all of these little things that I were doing, that my career in track and field would be a stepping stone for me to speak on the stage, that me mm -hmm. developing my website and understanding brand would allow me to save thousands and thousands of thousands of dollars to create my own message and, and create my own experience. Like all of these little things add up. So maybe you're somebody out there that's listening right now and you feel like you got to detach yourself from your past. I want you to carry that thing with you. You know, like the, the, the power of carrying your, your pain and carrying your mess and carrying all your experiences that when you when you arrive to this special moment where you got to put everything together that you've been through, man, let me tell you, when you do that, a beautiful thing happens. Like I remember like my, my grandma, she she cooks like sweet potato pie. I don't know if they, like, they got sweet potato pie. Um, up up in Canada. Yeah, it's not a huge thing in Canada, but I've heard about it. I've heard about it. <laughs> tell you, but I'm rubbing my rubbing my chest thinking about this sweet potato pie. <laughs> but um, like she she was making the sweet potato pie on Thanksgiving, and she had the the nutmeg, the sweet potatoes, and the the the, um, the milk and all of those things, and she started to to just throw things in there, and she didn't use a measuring cup. And then she, you know, she whipped it together and then she dips her pinky in and she tasted it. And she said something was missing. I'm like, Grandma, you know, how can something be missing? You add everything that you needed to, to this sweet potato pie. And she says, no, I need some salt. And so she grabs the salt and she adds a pinch of salt to the bowl and then she stirs it up again. And she said, this is going to bring all the flavor together. And it was perfect. It was perfect. Wow. And so she didn't realize that that taught me some valuable lesson in life is that your mess, your salt that you bring to the table is that thing that's going to bring everything together. So you cannot compartmentalize your life and try to complete, complete new things and new things. You got to bring everything that you've been through to this experience because it's going to give you motivation. It's going to give you that drive. It's going to give you that zeal. It's going to give you that extra push that you need to, to excel and it's going to even give you a perspective that nobody else has. But you, if you try to compartmentalize things, it ain't going to work. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's such an amazing story and how you relate the story of just making a sweet potato pie into the mindset that you have is, is incredible. Thank you. <laughs> it makes me really hungry, too, actually. I'll go some sweet potato pie right now. I yeah, I, I need to look up a recipe and try it. You know, it kind of sounds like almost like a, like just from the recipe, the nutmeg, everything like a pumpkin pie, but with sweet potatoes. Is yeah, it the same, yeah. like similar? Yeah, yeah. You know, people down south, south, uh, they, they do the uh, pumpkin pie. I ain't, I ain't too fan of uh, pumpkin pie. I need ah, some sweet pie. We do pumpkin pie here too. Oh, y'all yeah. do that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like some pumpkin pie though, but we got, we put our maple syrup in the pumpkin pie. That's a secret. See, y'all got that got that special maple though. Mm -hmm, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good stuff. It's way better than you know just putting some sugar in there. It's like the natural sweetener, the original yeah. natural sweetener. Uh, yeah. So uh, switching a little gears here, I know I've seen you post this before. How can people switch from perhaps the scarcity mindset that they might be in during this? you know, crazy economic time, a time where NCAA 
and these things, they, they're not having sports. Everyone, you know, might get into the scarcity mindset. How can you switch that to an abundance mindset, no matter what is going on in the world? Yeah, I think um, a big thing that I'm really tapping into is expectation and reality. Actually, some mm -hmm. of my, my, my students, we were talking about that and, and the class that I have for speakers, uh, people who want to, you know, get on a journey to get paid speaking gigs. And we were talking about expectation and reality. Uh, and in the, in the middle of all of that is what truly matters. So if you want to escape that scarcity mindset, you got to ask yourself what matters. Like, when you ask yourself that one question, I think your perspective begins to shift at that point. You know, like I had, I had an injury uh, or, you know, and then, you know, so the, the expectation I, w I wanted to have was I wanted to be on the Wheaties box. But my reality <laughs> is I'm living at home, my mom. But what truly matters? Mm. What, what truly matters? Yeah. And then you find you like in that what truly matters, you find a greater why behind it. You know, the, the limbic system is responsible for um, us thinking first, uh, us acting first and thinking later. Um, so what we need to really learn that to do is to channel that prefrontal cortex of our brain to, to think and to process things and to, to uh, problem solve. And so by ask, asking that simple question, what, what, what really matters? Like we, we find that greater why um, behind what, behind what we're doing and what we want. So I think that allows us to, um, to really shift from that, that toxic negative mindset. I think another thing is, is to gratitude. Gratitude mm -hmm. is a, is a beast, man. Uh, is, is something that opens, opens up your, your abundant window, right? Like, and when abundance comes, it just, it just floods in and you just start to, to just, like have this this success that you haven't even like thought about like that's a that's abundance but in order to have abundance you you have to begin to look at your lack as something that's special i started to look right. i didn't i didn't know how i was going to like make make a, a injury something i'm grateful for but i so I, i've learned that i can like there there's power in being injured as i told you earlier earlier, you know, this guy, the guy told me like, yo, thank you for injuring. Thank you for your injury. I know you might not <laughs> want to be thankful for something, but because of that, you changed, you changed my life. And, and so you got to be thankful now, even though you might not see it, just be thankful. And, and, yeah. and, and even if you, you, it might not be something big an aha for you. Maybe it's like you just being thankful for, yo, because I had X, Y, because I experienced this thing, and it might be, let's say, athletes, you know, for example, I'm a, because my career is over, now I'm, I'm living at, now I'm at home, and I get to see my family. Like, that's that little gratitude right there, right? Yeah. Or now I get to slow down and, and maybe figure out what's really important. That's, that's the gratitude that I'm talking about. You can find gratitude in anything, but you got you to gotta learn to, if you're a realist, what you got to learn to do is, is to, to shift both perspectives. Look at the good and look at the bad. Because you're going to look at the bad automatically if somebody's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> real. People will point out the bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so look, look at the options that you have and then ask yourself, what matters? Yeah. What, if, what matters here? Is it the negative that I want to focus on? Is it the positive that I want to focus on? Right? Uh, so, I, I look, yeah. Yeah, well, it's great that you keep coming back to, to what matters because what I want to ask you is how can people using the, the time that they have, I want to give them some actionable tips, actually dive into figuring out their why, maybe setting their visions and setting their goals. I know you do some stuff with, with your, uh, your planner, your Thrive Planner and things like that. Do you yeah. have some tips how people can actually really figure out what matters to them and set these goals upon that? Yeah, I think um, that... I'm trying to give you a quick version of it. I know that's a that's a that's a big question. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think if you, a big part of your purpose is to understand your why. Uh, I, I believe there's four parts to understanding your why and to really like activate a sense of purpose, fulfillment, and impact. Um, but first, understanding a, a part of that is understanding your why. And I think 
a why that's great, a why that's sustainable is a why that's greater than you, a why that impacts lives, a why that's worth sharing, um, a why that fulfills you, and uh, what was the other one? And <clears throat> impact or sharing, and a why that builds your legacy. So when you when you have a why that has these five areas, then you 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 come in alignment with with what you're called to do, and you start to live life with like peace and just like abundance, like you know, like so. I I think you might not know exactly what it is that you're called to do, but understanding why, just asking yourself that why question. And that might just be like, first start with your job or start with your, your spouse. What's my why for, for that person? Or, you know, your boyfriend, uh, what's my why for him? Uh, or it might be, what's my why for working out? You know, mm -hmm. and remember it's bigger than you, fulfills you, worth sharing, builds your legacy, change lives, right? when you start to, to center your life around that why and you're not thinking about yourself, it's fulfilling now. Yeah. So do that. I think that's a big part of understanding your purpose and the change begins to happen there. We really slow down with that at, at the retreats that we put on, but um, try to give it, give it to you as quick as possible. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. That was great. And a great explanation. I think that, you know, this world would be a better place if more people ask themselves why more often. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a real question before you get in an argument. Why? <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, well, why? Like, is this going to lead to anything? Like it just, yeah. Like, like you said, like when you went back and you mentioned um, maybe five minutes ago about like people act before they think. And so just yeah. that little mindset shift, if you can keep asking yourself why all of a sudden it becomes automatic, it's kind of like the process of meditation. If you put right. some space between your thoughts and your reaction, eventually it's easier to create that space and create that space. So just asking yourself why more often yeah. probably builds that habit more often yeah. than not. It, it, it can change the world, you know? We, we won't have people drinking and driving. We won't have people, <laughs> you know, cheating. Uh, on our spouse or, you know, doing, doing drugs in the sport. Um, mm -hmm. we, we won't have corruption in the government. You know, if we just ask ourselves, why? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's so important. And you know what, uh, what you brought up with like people doing drugs in sport, I've like in, in sports, it's, it's, it's prevalent. And now I start competing in CrossFit and you see some people who like year after year, there's like, you know, four or five people who, get popped mm -hmm. and you see and then you see you hear their interviews or their social media posts after and you always see it but like a year later them start yeah. talking about why like they figured out that they never had a why mm -hmm. whether why right. was deeply flawed and it's interesting to see that perspective later if you like follow these people's journey afterwards right that, yeah if, if they would have asked themselves why sooner maybe they would have realized like okay this like i'm doing this for stupid reasons yeah it, but it, it, you know it's having that conversation with people when when you when you do stupid stuff, you you do stupid stuff by yourself. Chances are, and it's not open for like conversation. Like, ask you you know just post it on Facebook before you do it. Hey yo, should I should I do these drugs? Like, and then you you you'll figure out like yo no don't do it right. Like, open up conversation, like male and female, open up conversation before you do something stupid and you're gonna regret open up the conversation and then ask yourself why, it would, you know, simply ask yourself why, but we, we got to stop trying to do life by ourselves. Yeah. We got to, mm -hmm. we got to get in, we got to get in real relationships. You know, I, I, I had this um, conversation with a, um, the world's largest um, publication company. They, they do books and things like that. And they, they want to work with my, my brand. And I, I'm a small business, I would say. And, <laughs> And I was like, you know, why, why do you guys want to work with me so bad? And he said, Charles, we see something inside of you. We, we know that you can really change the world with, with your, your planners and your journals. I was like, you see all of that in me? Oh, the, one, the world leading, uh, um, what is it called? The, the world leading company that, Publication. that, that yeah. distributes, you know, um, books, distribute books and things. I was like, yo, how, how can y'all see something like that inside of me? That's the power of getting around people. They start to shift your vision and make it even, mm -hmm. even greater. And so when you hang around the right people, 
they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna elevate you. They're going to challenge you. They're going to check you and hold you accountable on, on your life. Right. You know, you, you know you're in right company. You know, I, I, one, of my, one, of my, one of my pastor friends, he was telling me, like, pressure, pressure exposes things. Right. And, and, and when you're in good company, pressure will elevate you. Mm. I like the quote, pressure is a privilege. Mm. Pressure, if you can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> but th that, I think that is so important because I know like for me, I was like, I had this lone wolf mentality, especially in my sport. There was no one here that did it. It's not a, you know, college university sport. So um, I was like kind of alone in, in that path. And where I was from, I'd spend the summers here. No one does snowboarding. Um, none of none of those elite athlete friends were here. They all live in different parts of the world or the country. Then I go and do it with, you know, hang out with those people during the winter. And it's a totally different, different mindset. But yeah. then I felt different from them because I was so into like my strength and conditioning, which isn't necessarily an action sports type thing. Um, yeah. And I was also pursuing university online at the time, which again, wasn't a thing that they were encouraging while you're on the national team and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I find it you, with when you don't have that community around you um, of close relationships, you can, yeah, your decision making is all off. Right. And, and you can be led, whether it's peer pressure or different things to do. And I'm like, I'm glad I had family who kept my, you know, my head on straight and things like that. And, yeah. and you know, things to bounce off of. But I just looking now and the, the group I have around me now is like, that's so important to have those close relationships and have them mm -hmm. around you as often as possible. Yeah. So true. So true. Yeah. Is there any non-negotiables that you have in your day, like morning routines, habits, like what are those habits and game changers for you? Yeah. So I think my, my biggest <laughs> non-negotiable is my morning routine. Uh, I, I'm going to stick with when it comes to that. Uh, and, you know, I, probably as an athlete, you still have a morning routine that, that gives you at peak state performance and preparedness. Uh, so my morning routine, I literally hop out of bed, first alarm. I brush my teeth. I read my will statements to myself. And, 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 and my will statements are it's like, like an audible suggestion of, in a positive form that really narrows your attention to what you want to focus on. And so actually I created um, some will statements and, you know, if you guys want to find a way to get you at peach state performance and just confidence within yourself, like go to uh, my website. It's um, the Charles forward slash will dash statements. And um, you can access that. And it's a free audio statement that allows you to, to really just meditate on like positive thoughts. Uh, so I do that every morning. Uh, I read my devotion, read for 20 minutes, and I say my personal oath to myself. And uh, all of these things I, I use are, are staples that I use in a Thrive Planner. So if, if people are looking to, to get more structure in their day, and to, to really get to a place of replacing bad habits, then that tool is a, is a crazy tool that a lot of entrepreneurs and athletes and, and just doers are using to, to create change and, and to really put themselves on a path to thriving. Awesome. No, I love that. I think it's so important for people to have like a morning routine or it's just something that like gets a day started where they're giving something to themselves before they're just like social media, phone, work, responsibilities. You know, the thing about that <clears throat> is, like, we got this, this thing I call an amplify effect. And the amplify effect is, is simply the first thing you do, the first 60 minutes of your day and the last 60 minutes of your day is what's going to amplify in your life, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, just think about it. Have you ever had a day where you rolled over to your phone, you checked out your text messages, you, you, you went on the emails, you checked out social media, you get bombarded by all these notifications and you're looking at these things or you cut on the TV and you're watching the news. All of these things that you're bringing into your life is, is uh, consumption, is stress, anxiety, is comparison. You, you're, 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 you're amplifying that in your day, right? And so right. it's hard to... to try to bounce back from all of those things in that morning. And then you say to yourself in the middle of your day, when you got a job and you're taking care of people and you're serving them, 
you end up being so empty, you can't even make it throughout the week. Mm. And that's because you've been amplifying all of these negative things in your life. And so when you just take the time in the morning for yourself to, to love yourself, you know, like on, on, a, on, the, on the airplane, it says, please secure your oxygen mask first. And that's not just something that applies to a plane. It applies to our life as well. When we yeah. secure ourselves and when we love ourselves enough, then we can show up fully and completely, abundantly with, with other people. But if we don't show up for ourselves, how can we ever expect to show up for somebody else fully? Mm. So that's, that's why, so like, yeah, like, that's why it's like, I, I got to show up for me first. Because if I don't show up for me, I can't show up for you. If I can't show up for this call. You know, I, yeah. I can't show up on the stage. Well, you can probably, you can show up, but you ain't going to stand out. You know, mm -hmm. you, you're not going to, you're not going to truly like thrive. You're going to survive it. But like, we're not called to, to survive in life. We're called to, to win. We're called to, to truly thrive in life. And so like, that's my mission. Like my mission is to pe see people win, to get them on the podium of whatever it is that they want to conquer and do it with purpose. We got to take care mm. of ourselves to do it. Yeah, no, that, that whole, that was fire because I think that's so important. It's like the whole thing of self-care isn't selfish. Like it's true because if you're not giving to yourself, you're not showing up for other people. If you're say a busy mom and you're yeah. going crazy doing everything for everybody else and you don't care, take care of yourself, you're going to burn out. And then you have weeks, months where you can't show up for other people. So yeah. it's so important And I think you know, as athletes, entrepreneurs, there's like this hustle culture. And um, mm -hmm. there's, there's people who are, you know, I'm, I'm glad that some people are like pulling back the, the, the cover on that or the veil on that now. Right. Um, because you can't just hustle, hustle, hustle nonstop without taking care of yourself. Otherwise, you're going to be like only a 50% output when it comes to your business. Uh, you're gonna have to take days off because you're burning out. So people don't yeah. realize like, take care of yourself and then you can be fully present in the things that you have to do. And that's when you're going to win at those things. Right. Yeah. That's so true. I mean, ask yourself like, yo, can you afford to be sick? And some people say mm. like, yo, I, I can't, I can't afford to sleep. You know, I got to work hard. No. Can you afford to be sick? Can you afford to, to be, you know, unhealthy? If your answer yeah. is, is, is no, then take time for yourself. Like, and so that's why I don't, I don't like when I don't like when you know um, influencers and speakers talking about you know, I, you know I sleep when I'm dead you know <laughs> I, I I wake up three I wake up three a.m. I, I was you know working late nights I go to bed at twelve twelve a.m. and wake up at three a.m. What you doing you you killing yourself on the in, on the inside you 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 literally you want yeah. an early death like that that's that's all it is I mean we can still have a quality life right. We can, we can still have quality of life by 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 taking care of ourselves and and slowing down, but that's culture though. They they they, mm -hmm. they they want you to 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 have an earlier death, the population control. But like, take care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know it's so so important because yeah, like yeah, people are just like do this, do this, and especially I I think when you're young, you believe it more than anything. I know when I was young, I love that sleep when you're dead, do these things, but it's. Yeah. It is so important to take, like, we're human. We're not robots. If we were robots, then perfect. Yeah. You can be this perfect production machine and just do that. But the fact of the matter hey, but, is, we need our sleep. Even even machines crash. You know, I, I, had, a, I had a MacBook Pro, and I, I kept that thing on. I, I didn't cut it off because, like, I always wanted to get back to it. Like, when the early the first thing in the morning or something. That thing ended up crashing, didn't last long. So you got to get rest. <laughs> oh, that is so, so true. I, I had someone who messaged me, I think it was like two months ago, and they were telling me, have you seen this new 4 a.m. trend? Everyone's waking up at 4 a.m. Like, do you suggest it? And I was like, mm. let me, like, are you going to bed at 8, 8 p.m. or earlier? Like, yeah, or are you just waking up at 4 a.m. for no reason at all? Because I told them, I was like, here's the thing. Like, I even, I had a conversation um, with my CrossFit coach a couple of years ago, and he was telling me that there's no reason for me to wake up at 6 a.m. because of the way I have my work scheduled. I don't, you know, I'm not someone who I have to work 8 a.m. until 6 p.m. And so the only time I have to train is, you know, waking up at 4 a.m. getting it done. I'm able yeah. to shift things around. And so I might as well, if I have that ability, get my eight, nine, 10 hours of sleep, whatever I can get yeah, so that yeah. then I'm on during the day. Like there's 
just waking up at 4 a.m. for the sake of waking up at 4 a.m. It just doesn't make sense to me. And I'm never going to push that on people. <laughs> They're messaging me. And I think they got the exact yeah. opposite response than they thought. No, I feel you because, like, I mean, you're an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. And, like, yo, we make our own schedule. Mm-hmm. Just do your work. You know, get, get things done the way it needs to get done. Focus when you are when you are present with your job. And you can still have the success without a corporate corporate mindset. Yeah, no, totally. So I have a couple questions I like to end things off with. One would be, what what's your favorite quote? What's the most impactful quote that you could leave people with? I would just say, live your life. Mm, that's good. That's simple. It. It's real, keep it real simple. I, I ain't here to complex things, uh, complicate <laughs> things. Live your life. That's awesome. Okay, so last one is if if you could describe what you want your legacy to be in one word, what would that one word be? Impactful. Mm, I, you know what? I, that's the word that I would answer. And lately I've been having a lot of people who answer with that. And I, shockingly at the start, I had cool or, which is, is totally fine for the people who answered that. I know they're, they're being clever or they had different answers totally, but yeah. I've been loving getting impactful as an answer lately. Yeah, and that's to me, that's, that's a life of purpose when, we can, we can leave a print, you know, and, and it's transformational. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, this conversation has been incredible. Like this is, it's been hard hitting. And I think a lot of people will have some takeaways. And when I post it up on the podcast, it'll, it'll be a really, really top, top podcast. Cause I think there's so many incredible things that you said and you're so well-spoken. So first off, thank you so much for coming on and sharing. Second, where can people find you? Where, where can they learn about the Thrive Planner, the events, the speaking that you do? Yeah, so you know, I would love for your community to follow me on Instagram. I am at the Charles Clark. Uh, I'm at the Charles Clark because somebody took my name. But uh, <laughs> I hate that. But, I know, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that and also like if you're looking to get more organized and achieve your 90-day goals, uh, head to the ThrivePlanner.com and get your 90-day planner. And um, yes, yeah, a tool to, to really move those big goals towards the finish line. Um, and if you happen to be in Tampa or you want to travel down to Tampa and experience my Thrive events, oh man, it's going to be absolutely incredible to, to change your mindset, to change your confidence and to understand your purpose and to, to really just hit the ground running and not idling to achieve your life purpose. Come to these events and you can go check out the Charles Clark uh, for all of the events that we have coming up in 2020, 2021. You posted up that link to your will statements. Um, I think it was the charlesclark.com forward slash. Was it just will statements? Yeah, it's will dash statements. It should be that. Let me just make sure. Um, It's actually will statements, one word. Um, okay, and that's perfect. plural real statements. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So people can check that out and try to incorporate, incorporate them into their morning routine. Thank you again for coming on. This has been awesome. Thanks so much. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend, share it on social media, tag me at Natalie Allport and check out my website, www.natalieallport.com. Thank you for tuning in.